couple things. So Morgan had the great idea of a merch design of the recipe for the witch's chowder from the most recent main episode. So I got a vintage witch illustration and I just went to town on that design. So it is a full recipe. So if you get it as a shirt or as a sweatshirt, you'll be walking instructions on how to shame the devil and make a proper New England style clam chowder. So those are available starting now at the Tee Public link and will be super discounted for the next two days, I believe. I'm also opening up five spots to commission a hand-painted pet portrait from me. I'll post a link below. It starts at 55 bucks. I spend time making a really careful and creative little painting of your pet. My latest review says, Katie painted a beautiful portrait of Maggie and it's the new centerpiece of our living room. Katie really captured the essence of Maggie through her eyes. Communication was super easy and delivery was really fast. We are already ordering others for family Christmas gifts. Thank you so much, Katie. Hooray! It takes about a month for turnaround. So if you want to knock out some Christmas gifts or holiday gifts, why not do it now? Okay, so lastly, I've been working on learning how to live stream myself. This is a stretch because I am an editing queen. Uh, so if you're interested in hanging out with me <laughs> while I watch like a couple ghost shows and craft or like play a cozy game on like a Friday night, join us on Patreon. It should be interesting. I don't know. <laughs> We'll see how it goes. <laughs> it would be so cool to have you, though. Really would. It would be so fun. Or maybe you can watch me completely uh, implode live. All right. That's all I got for you. No? Yeah. Should we stop? Albert Is everything okay? Yeah. Okay, great. <laughs> You're listening to Scary Stories from Camp Roanoke. My name is Katie Wiggins. I'm Morgan Campbell. And we are your counselors of spook. <laughs> <laughs> I really liked that one. Um, we tell true scary stories. We love ghost mm -hmm. stories. We'll find them wherever they're hiding, whether it's deep in YouTube, whether it's in a book. Wherever they are, we love true ghost stories, mm -hmm. and we love to tell you. So I've been playing the game Witchwood on my computer sporadically. I've been playing Witchwood and lighting a bunch of candles and turning the lights off. It's got an incredible Ooh. fall feeling in like all of the places you go. I'm incredible fall feeling. So spooky and witchy and fun and fantastic. And we'll just light some candles, and Ian will watch me play, and we'll just hang out and play together. Oh, fun! Oh, the animation's super cute. It's perfect and adorable. And I feel like it's, like, healing every mm. part of me that ever had to, like, watch a boy play a video game. Mm. Because Cozy now gaming? is another world a boy watching me Hell play yeah. cozy gaming and he loves it and Hell it's so yeah. fun so i just can't recommend that Ooh. more i'm very definitely like a new gamer in that world i've only ever played sims before really so i really highly recommend and phasmophobia which is a pretty spooky game it's pretty hardcore. Ugh, that's a real life experience that's not a game <laughs> that's true it's training so <laughs> that's just a training module 
Um, okay, so my Midwest emo haunting cut to like a, a guitar riff under like a voicemail that's like, I don't know, man, like, <laughs> you're my best friend. And when I think back on that fall, it was like, at least I felt alive. <laughs> alive with you. So that's that's the it. feeling that we're going for. I love this. Green Lake, Wisconsin. Mm. The show is a haunting. Yes. The city of Green Lake, once called Dartford, is a town on the shore of the deepest lake in Wisconsin. The town has less than a thousand residents. It's oh, cold. Wow old-fashioned, small Midwestern town. And like so many small towns across the country, it has a few local legends. In the center of Green Lake is Dartford Cemetery. Legend has it that the dead don't stay sleeping there. It's the perfect place where local teens, bored on a chilly Friday night, where it feels like the whole town closes down at 730 might decide to explore the cemetery to see if the rumors of ghosts are true. Mm. Halloween 2005. What a vibe. (laughs) Already. (laughs) Because the thing is, I don't talk to people the way I talk to you. (laughs) Call me back. 16-year-old Nick Weber, who is telling his story is featured in cutaways telling his story Mm -hmm. lives in montello 25 miles outside of the town of green lake since the recent divorce of his parents he sees less and less of his mom and she works evenings and so he's often alone when he gets home from school and has dinner by himself that halloween night would be the same But Nick wants Halloween to be different than his usual nights watching movies at his friend Christian's house. Mm. So he looks online for haunted locations around Wisconsin to maybe check out instead. Chad Lewis is the creator of the website that Nick finds. Mm. And he's this like enthusiast of urban legends, folklore, anything that like tangos with the unexplained. After Chad opens his website, he was inundated with emails from young people going on legend trips, which are basically like little road trips to supposedly haunted places where they would see if the legends of spookiness had any teeth to them, if they were real. So Chad would profile these places on his site and include a dare for each little legend trip. Oh, Basically like the spookiest thing you can do to incite something. Mm. For Dartford Cemetery, the dare is to sit atop a certain mausoleum, and if you do, you'll be pushed off of it by the ghosts. <sighs> it's better than watching Final Destination DVDs and eating butter burgers from Culver's, so Nick brings it up to his friend Christian. <laughs> they make a mean butter burger. <laughs> they got the curds that tracks. <laughs> They've also got a hearty helping and variety of soups, which... Um, they do? Uh, the website says, just like your grandma makes them. <gasps> My grandma's <laughs> a stew woman. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Nick brings this idea up to his friend Christian. And Christian, he's the glasses friend, the taller glasses mm-hmm. friend. He describes himself as like a troublemaker. It's like a mischievous imp 
type. <laughs> and he thinks Nick is like super gullible to think that he could incite mm. like pioneer spirits by sitting on a mausoleum. But he and their friend John, like the three of them, are like the prank guys at their school. <laughs> Ugh, 2005. <laughs> And it was, like, very much within their scope, within their brand, to go in search of some weird mischief on Halloween. Oh my gosh, I love this. John scares easily, so Christian and Nick think it would be best not to tell him about the dare element of the night so that they could kind of try to freak him out fresh. In terms of looks, these guys are very pale, very early 2000s, and very Germanic-looking They all have varying shades of either dark blonde to light brown hair. That is like the full (laughs) spectrum of hair color, apparently in Wisconsin. (laughs) I wouldn't expect anything different. (laughs) So Christian is actually a Polish immigrant himself, and he was raised by strict Roman Catholic parents. And ghosts in his world were just a non-entity. They were just not brought up at all. John was also raised to believe that ghosts and haunted houses are just, like, purely myths. Like, there's nothing to that. So, night falls. It looks like they do go the Butterburger route. And they're just, like, watching movies and hanging out until they're finally like, all right, it's time to make this Halloween a little more interesting. Mm. So, they pile into the car and decide to drive to Dartford Cemetery. Hell yeah. When they arrive, John says that the cemetery was the creepiest place he's ever seen. (sighs) And these guys would have seen and smelled their Midwestern high school's ancient musty auditorium slash volleyball court, (laughs) which I personally find equally freaky as any Mm. castle or cemetery. Mm -hmm. So this really means something. (laughs) As they approach the gate, they realize they have no other light source than a keychain flashlight. Oh, my God. Do you think when they, so the show is very, like, heavy on reenactments, do you think they're filming, like, at the scene of the actual cemetery? They're definitely filming at a cemetery. Ooh, cool, 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 cool. (laughs) So they realize they only have this tiny little light and it's pitch black out. But they've driven 30 minutes out of town for this, and they're in it now. And there's probably not, like, a CVS open nearby. Oh my god. Papery brown and orange leaves crunch under their feet, Mm. and every breeze brings more leaves down from the surrounding trees. The gravestones are extremely old and worn down, and they're like darkened by moss and mold. Suddenly, Nick feels something grab his ankle, and he (laughs) falls into the grass. His friends think he's just being dumb and tripped on something, and Nick just like tries to put it out of his mind. They arrive at the mausoleum... And Christian is being really obnoxious, trying to provoke something. Mm -mm -mm. Just like, knock, knock. You guys awake in there? Hello? Bring out your dead. Disrespectful. It was partially the era. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It was a pretty shit-eating grin kind of time. Yeah. (laughs) There was no reverence. It was a mean vibe. (laughs) Emboldened by the jeering, Nick surprises John by screaming in his ear and scaring him. And John, after that, is done. He sets off back to the car in a huff, and he's freaked out and he's so angry. (gasps) So Nick runs after him and apologizes, trying to convince him to walk back with them, promising that they won't stay for long. So they walk back together to the mausoleum, where they join Christian and sit 
atop it. They're shooting the shit up there, but Nick can't shake the feeling that they're being watched. As they sit, Christian notices a large crack in the mausoleum roof under them. This wasn't there when we sat down, was it? He asks. They decide to hop off one by one. John knew that the crack wasn't there when they first saw the mausoleum. Oh my god. And as he's about to jump off, he is shoved to the ground. (gasps) He immediately whips around and yells at his friends. But they flatly denied that they did anything. And they were just like, we've just been standing here. We just jumped off and we've just Mm. been watching you. Nick tells him he probably just fell. But John swears that someone pushed him off. The one person in the trio who didn't know about the dare was the one to actually fulfill it. (gasps) I love that! (laughs) (laughs) Would you do something like this? No! I wouldn't disrespect (laughs) someone's resting place. I might. In 2005, oh yeah. Oh, yeah, maybe. It was a disrespectful time. (laughs) There's no laws when you're eating Culver's Butter Burgers, so who knows? (laughs) On a cool Midwestern night filled with Mr. Pibb. Oof. Yeah. We're getting disrespectful. We're getting a little (laughs) irreverent. So Christian and Nick are shocked that John just got shoved off and Mm -hmm. tell John about the whole if you sit on the thing, you get pushed off of a thing. It's sort of like Bloody Mary. Mm -hmm. That's like what these dares are kind of like. So John is now like super determined to leave. So Nick like walks with him back to the car, leaving a totally exhilarated Christian to investigate more on his own. Christian mm-hmm. is like, what the fuck just happened? This is so crazy. Maybe this stuff is real. Now I'm excited. And now I just want to go and start like look around, mm. see if he can see anything else. So they leave him alone to look around. And Nick decides to turn back. And while Nick is walking with John, he's just like, uh, it's probably not a good idea to leave Christian alone back there. Yeah. So he he leaves John on his way to the car and turns back to meet Christian. But as he walks, he feels like he's hearing like faint sounds of children. Ugh. And why would there be children at midnight in the cemetery on yeah. Halloween? <laughs> yeah. I mean, cool kids are going to be at the cemetery at midnight on Halloween, but... I don't think that uh, Green Lake has any of those. No, they're all there already. Yeah, all those kids are they're there. <laughs> and the rest of them are in bed. Tummy's full of warm milk. Fast food soup. Full of <laughs> Culver soup. <laughs> he also starts seeing like dark shapes kind of like slip behind trees yeah. and out of the corner of his eye. Meanwhile, John, on his way to the car and still like so furious at his friends, trips over a grave and he he straightens back up and looks at it and it says Belinda Sherwood and has some dates. He hears a crack, looks over his shoulder, turns back, and the stone now reads Ezekiel Walker with some different dates. Oh. And he's like, so the names are changing. I will never find out why goodbye. And so he just like takes off towards the... <laughs> 
It's a good attitude to have. <laughs> He's not curious. He would like to go. Information obtained? Rejected. (laughs) No, thank you. Can he handle this? No, he can't. Mm -mm. Goodbye. So he just (laughs) rushes away and and runs right into Nick and just like screams and so overwhelmed. John has no idea what's going on. He was already creeped out by this idea from the beginning, and now he's just regretting this more and more. Mm-hmm. And he feels that whatever is in the cemetery really wants them to leave. Christian, who's been on his own the entire time, has been exploring the oldest part of the cemetery. He says that a lot of the tombstones there have this odd sort of bluish gleam around them, That's which he weird. couldn't explain. It was almost like they were glowing. As he's exploring, he notices and counts seven peculiar tombstones in a row that are all like really thin rectangles with like ovals on their tops. Hmm. He looks around for more. And when he looks back, the stones look like different, more sparse. And as he counts them again, he realizes there are only five now. So something is messing with the tombs themselves and their perception of it. Changing the names on the tombs, changing the number of tombs, or tombstones, I mean. It's like, if you're trying to convey a message, I am thoroughly confused, ghost. (laughs) I don't get it. (laughs) Could you spell it out? This is so weird. What's going on? At this point, he becomes extremely unsettled. Mm -hmm. He's like, oop, (laughs) okay, there were definitely seven. There's five now. It's no big deal. And he feels like something is messing with him. So he finally says to the darkness, Okay, I know someone is here. And then he locks eyes with two children (gasps) standing among the graves, looking back at him. The two removed. Oh my God, I didn't even think of that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so it's like removing the tombstones and now we're we're like physically here. That's wild. I've never heard of anything like that. No. No. So the kids are just looking at him. They're wearing, you know, old timey little children lacy outfits. And he is paralyzed. How young are they? Ish. Like six or seven. Oh, okay. He can't tell if they're a threat. Like what happens if they start walking towards him? Should he run? Should mm-hmm. What should he do? So back at the car... John and Nick see Christian walking through the gate towards them. And they've just been hanging out in the car waiting for him this whole time. And they immediately know something is wrong. Something's up. No, no. But Christian just gets in, shoves away all the Culver (laughs) bags and starts the car and says, we're getting out of here. So they drive in silence through the cold night back to Montello none of the boys wanting to tell the others what they experienced afraid that they might be crazy but far more afraid that they're not and that what they had seen was real and that the other boys would confirm it and corroborate it oh my god so they just stare out the windows at the skeletal outlines of the trees against the dark sky and just ride back oh that is not how that car ride would have gone if I were in it (laughs) (laughs) There wouldn't have been a silent moment. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, give me a f- taste of what that would be like. Oh my god! There were seven, <laughs> and then there were two in person. <laughs> I'd be rolling down the windows and screaming. Uh, <laughs> It'd be obnoxious. Oh my god. Just to relieve some of the tension? Yeah. Just to, you know, some of that energy inside has got to go outside. I've got to vocalize what I've experienced, you know? No. They probably just had, like... You're listening to Wisconsin PBS Radio. We're just real excited to have you on here. And now for all you folks out there, we wish you a very happy Halloween from here in Wisconsin. I was working in the lab <laughs> one <laughs> It was the, the mesh. It was the monster mesh. And these boys is like yeah. dead eyes staring out the window. Some of them glossy holding back tears. <laughs> you screaming. The things I've seen. So they're back home. They go their separate ways. <laughs> And Nick looks into the history of the mausoleum some more. At this point, he doesn't know that his friends have seen stuff. So it has been said that the mausoleum houses the remains of some children who had died of polio. Mm. But saw no mention of any crack on the roof of the mausoleum. This made Nick think that perhaps the crack allowed the children's spirits out. Oh, okay. That night, he has a terrifying dream about the place. Cool. The next day, he tells his friends all about his dream. And he said, it felt like it wasn't just ghosts of pioneers doddering around, that it felt like real evil. So Christian blurts out, as they're like in the parking lot of their high school, that he had seen two kids out there staring at him. Mm. And then Nick admits that he had also seen something. They decide that they're never going to go back. Good. But but rumors of their exploring starts making their way around school. So the next fall, after hearing the now legendary stories from school and reading up on it themselves, 18-year-old Corbin Van Buren and some friends decide to do some legend tripping at the Dartford Cemetery themselves. Oh, no! <laughs> they're like, we're seniors now. We got to start doing senior shit. It's a rite of passage. I don't want my whole high school career to be about baseball. You know, I want to have done something risky, wild and sexy. It's like sitting on a mausoleum. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oofta. There's a pun there about that being the liveliest thing that Corbin would be able to ride for a long time. But... Mm. But it's not my job to write it. But I would never. (laughs) That is in poor taste. And it's disgusting. So they just wanted a thrill. Mm -hmm. And they had figured that everything they'd heard was a joke. They thought it was like bullshit. So they're like, okay, let's go have some fun. (laughs) So as they're walking through the cemetery after they made the same drive from Montello... Leaves crunched and twigs snapped around them as if they were being followed. Corbin inspects the grave of a fabled Native American chief who is supposedly seen in full headdress walking around the graveyard. Hmm. They notice someone walking in the distance through the cemetery. And at first they're like, oh, it's one of our friends. Then they look around. Everybody's accounted for. They're like, oh, maybe it's someone visiting a loved one. And they're like... At midnight? (laughs) In the old part of the cemetery? 
Okay. So they finally find the mausoleum and they sit atop it. And then they tell the story of Halloween of 2005, the year before, (laughs) when those three sweet-faced boys had their lives changed forever by the presence of ghosts. As they sat, one of their group starts staring open-mouthed at the graves below, and Corbin and the others follow her gaze and see two children staring up at them. They were then shoved off of the mausoleum (gasps) with force. Ah, Hell yeah! (laughs) Push those kids! They recover from the falls and run as fast as they can Mm -hmm. back to their car. (laughs) Once they're back at their car, his friend who had first noticed the children notices that her arms look as though they've been scraped and scratched by an animal. Oh. And Corbin also feels like, if he says he feels like his leg has been stabbed, and he lifts up his, you know, jean pant leg, and he's also been scraped pretty badly. And they didn't feel that it was just from running through the grass. This was something really Hmm. serious. People still make trips out on cold fall nights and sit on the mausoleum. And every year comes a new batch of explorers who have their view of what's possible changed and who vow to never go back. (gasps) I kind of want to sit on the mausoleum now. (laughs) I told you. I absolutely told you. I've been convinced. Would you do it? Absolutely. Mm, Let's go. I'm foolhardy at my core. I'm but a rapscallion. <laughs> if there's anyone listening in Wisconsin, go. Report back. We would love that. Please let us know. Mm-hmm. And also, how is a butterburger? What's that like? Email I've... us at letters to camp at gmail.com. <laughs> let I us think know. it's just the bun that's butterier. That's the only difference I can taste. Maybe it's cooked in more butter. Have you had oil? Yeah, there's Culver's here. I've had their cheese curds. Yeah, I haven't seen soup on the menu, but I haven't, like, looked for it. (laughs) (laughs) I've never seen a Culver's in my life. Mm, They're pretty good. Well, great. I'm glad that these teens were fueled efficiently. I think it's a custard place, too. I think they've got frozen custard. Yeah, they've got frozen custard. I love some custard. (laughs) I'm a custard girl. (laughs) Well, maybe you belong in the Midwest. You're Germanic enough. That's true. Morgan, settle Mm-mm. down. You belong up there. <laughs> With these pale and gaunt teens. I will rule them all <laughs> from atop my mausoleum. <laughs> I think that's that's a wonderful send-off. It's a good goal. All right. You guys have a spooky night. Filled with restless dreams. Of Morgan sitting atop your mausoleum. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye.